Hey yo, shut your mouth. Game time. The gridiron. Shut your mouth, podcasting. Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback sacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What teams got traction? What teams are losing? Franchises ruined. Fans in the stand booing. Playing, showing improvement. Who got the nerve to hit the turf? Put in the herd and go to work. Lace their cleats. Put on a show for the. Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co host, Eric. And I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What a run. What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. And we just had week number seven. Ron, how do you feel about this past week? Rough week. All of our teams um, lost, so it was it was uh, quite a rough week. It was a very rough week. I think the only, the only thing that I hit on was my upset special. Did you... Hit on anything? Um, no, because my upset special was the Steelers game. So double dipping. That's yeah, what happened. Exactly. You double dip. <laughs> you double dip. You lose. Cause we do, we do add this up at the end of the year. Yeah. And you know, you 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 take O for O for this this week. this week. But you know yeah. what? I actually went back and look. I'm doing pretty good with my upset specials. No, you are. You actually are. I'm probably going to next week just give an update where we are, but. You're definitely hitting on the upset specials, but not on your Pittsburgh team. No, though. not at all. Can't tell when they're coming or going yes. at any point. So Yeah, this is tough. It's just tough. So let's talk about the news, talk about our week seven, and then we'll do our predictions for week eight. So on the news run, we're, I know that this is probably going to be hitting our listeners over the head, but Brady, Rogers, Ryan. And I even I even threw in Stafford because mm-hmm. he's getting up there in age. He's not he's not as old as Brady and Rogers, but he's getting up there in age. What's going on with this foursome? Like they just getting too old? Yeah, um, I think that's a big part of it. For uh, Matt Ryan specifically, he went to a new team, so you know have to work with all new players, learn a whole new system, and all that stuff. Uh, at his age and then you know Brady coming back uh, doesn't seem him and Rodgers I would say they both don't seem 100% vested um, in making things work Uh, maybe Rodgers is um, but Brady had a lot of stuff going on outside of football this year for sure Uh, and then Stafford I think with him it's really just about the injury he is getting up there in age Uh, this one seems to be lingering a little bit and uh, it's obviously showing on how he's how he's playing. So what's going on with uh, Matty Ice? Why is he declining so fast? I don't know. I well, he's hurt. I think he's playing hurt for a little bit. Um, they don't have a lot of good weapons around them, and I don't know if that organization, you know, from the top down, is set up for success. It seems like they've been struggling for years now uh, since Luck left, right? Luck left to put together a good football team. Um, they've tried a number of quarterbacks and uh, nothing's panned out. Well, I saw that with Philip Rivers. They they actually won eleven games, but then he retired. So they were like left holding the bag. And this is something that actually you brought up a couple hours ago in a group chat. So what 
what is Antonio Brown trying to do ultimately? <laughs> like, is this for clout? For he's just trolling, or does he have something on Brady we don't know about? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I hate to speculate. I think I speculated, um, you know, when Brady was out and he missed time. I was like, this dude's something. Uh, but with AB, you just don't know. Um, he's just way out there. But this is like the third uh, photo um, that he's posted. He posted one today of him and Giselle uh, embracing. So it's just weird. Um, it's it's like he's trying to send a message and tell us uh, something happened. And uh, maybe something did. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. But. Either way, it's hard to trust anything that comes out of AB's mouth either. So um, I don't know why he would want to troll Brady. Brady invited it to his home and everything. Uh, why? Why would you? Why would? You? I think that he feels. I mean, I don't. We don't know what the hell's going on in yeah. AB's mind. Yeah. But I think that he feels betrayed because I guess Brady threw him on the bus. How so, that, though? Well, when you know. After Brady invited him to his home, taught him the ropes, say, hey, if you stick with me, we're going to win a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. And then when the team basically back threw the back at him, he, he thought that Tom Brady was going to have his back. And Tom Brady was like, no. Well, how can you how can you have your back if you're walking off the field, right? Just hey, leaving. Listen, I don't know. the team on. I don't know what kind of uh, values AB has in his head. Right. But he felt betrayed. And now, look at him. He's making t-shirts. He's taking photos. Oh, he's lost. Uh, I don't know what's going on. He's lost his mind. But, you know, honestly, listen, um, nothing would shock me. Any, um, you know, who's to say something didn't happen? I, I don't know. Nothing would surprise me. So out of these four quarterbacks, who do you think is more likely to miss the playoff this season? I think they, I mean, let me pull up the standings right now. Um, I think Tom will get things together um, in their their division. They're still in first place. No team has a winning record. They're at three and four. Um, I don't see Matt Ryan playing for one, right? So he's been benched even, you know, with the injury they said. Uh, Erlinger is going to start the rest of the season. So I don't see him recovering. And honestly, the way Green Bay is playing, too, they just look like they're, there's something going on with that team. Um, I don't know, as an organization, with all the things that um, he said, Aaron Rodgers has come out and said publicly against the team, I wouldn't shock me if they were just like, you know what, screw this time on. And cut ties. I don't see. I mean, they did that with Favre. They let him walk. Why they are putting up with so much from Rodgers um, publicly, humiliating coaching staff, players. Why would you put up with that? I mean, I would. I don't care who you are, how much you won for us. I'd be like, see you later. Hit the bricks. Yeah, I think uh, out of these four quarterbacks, Brady would probably be the likely one to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Just because everyone else in that division, it's not... And I don't say the division is easy, but it's, everyone has a losing record, so why not the Bucks? The other uh, QB controversy is what happens in New England. So I know we're going to touch it, touch on it a little bit when we do our um, reviews, but 
in your opinion, is there a controversy? Yeah, I told you before the game that there's a controversy brewing, and you, I think you didn't want to admit it to yourself. You wanted to um, feel like Mac is the the starter, and he is. You know, right? He was drafted in the first round to be the starter. Um, but there is a controversy, right? Mac, I think, is hurt. And we'll talk more about the game. Um, I think he came back a little bit early because of some of the pressure for how well Zappi was playing. Um, and, he, you know, I, I think there is a legitimate controversy. And part of it is because of Mac's injury. Uh, and until he can get back to full health, I think there's always going to be a question. Well, let me just say that it's not even a controversy anymore because it's so muddled now. I knew that Mac, that's his job to lose. And this, with Bill Belichick, there's no such thing as, oh, I'm going to hold this until you're fully 100%. That was never going to be the case. If you can play, then you can start. If you can't play, then sad people come in. This is why I didn't think that was going to happen, that the leash was gonna be so damn short three uh, drives and you're out and now they're saying that you know he might make an appearance again so I don't I don't know what's going on I still like this team but Bill I don't know this is one that has me like thinking like what is he trying to do yeah because yeah. I know his whole mentality is I'll do what's best for the team but now he has two rookies that maybe damaged good. Well, I, he wanted to move on from Brady, right? Now uh, years ago. Um, I, I, I think he's ruthless. I, you know, for him, it's like whatever it takes to win. Uh, that's who I'm throwing out there, and it can change week to week. It can change quarter to quarter. Him, um, you know, it's whoever he feels comfortable with. You know, um, and you know, Mac. I don't want to get too much into the game. Uh, but, you know, he wasn't playing that well. So I think, and I've been through this, you know, with the Steelers just watching their performance. I think they did, did need a spark. And obviously Zappi came in and provided that. Um, but, you know, you can't do that. Um, you got to make a decision and stick with it. I just don't know if Bill's that type of person to do that. No, he's obviously showing that he's not. Uh, talking about crazy people, the other one that I wanted to mention is Kanye West and his connection to Donda Sports and now athletes are leaving him, Adidas are leaving him. So I'm not, we're not going to try to, you know, break down what's wrong with Kanye. I'm just trying to say is uh, athletes are leaving him and it's actually a good thing, right? Uh, yeah. I think everyone to turn their back again on um, for the remarks, uh, anti-Semitic remarks he's made. He's been always well, not, not always, but recently over the like last what five years or so, he's just been kind of out there. Um, and you know, shame on on us for putting him up there on that pedestal um, because I think now it's come back to bite everyone in the butt. Um, I, I don't know who would want to be associated with him at, at all. You know, forget even this this week's remarks. I mean, the dude's just out there. Um, 
he's just out there. I don't know what else to say. Well, the fact that, you know, people are sporting $800 sneakers that look like melted Crocs. The fact that he's putting out music and people are still buying it. Mm. The fact that, you know, he had this Adidas contract. He had this sports agency that he was running. You know, he had his fingers in a lot of things and you wanted to be associated with Kanye West. But now he's come out. He And I saw an interview with him and Piers Morgan that he, Piers Morgan flat out asked him, like, why did you tweet that about Jews? And he couldn't even give, like, a straightforward answer of, like, why he would do that. I think, well, I don't know if he believes he says. Or if he's someone who just thinks like the most more outrageous you be, the the more attention you get, you know, positive or negative, and that's always a good thing. I think that's, you know, that's kind of how he sees things. You know, it's better to be in the spotlight all, all the time, whether it's for good or bad, and have your name out there uh, than to not not be there. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely uh, he's definitely doing the bad press better than no press at all. But this is like borderline. Like he wants to be. I think he wants to be canceled ultimately, <laughs> so he can say, "Look at me, your cancel culture just did that to me." And he's definitely heading in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on with Kanye West, but I'm glad to see that athletes are breaking off and not joining the pack. By the way, I don't think he'll ever because. We live on a planet where there's so many stupid people, you know, that would support the stupidest people in the world. Um, I think we've gone through that here already in this country. We've seen it for our own eyes. So um, I don't think that he'll get canceled, but I think that, you know, America loves second chances. And I think that if all he has to do is apologize or send a tweet or have his publisher say something to the press and we'll america will take him back he would never do that That we know of because he'll do that and then two seconds later oh i hate the jews so yeah uh so let's look at week seven because you failed down the line i hit on my upset special so let's look at last night's game chicago at new england they won 13 to 14. You had them Pats winning 21 to 17. I had the Pats winning 28 to 10. None of that materialized. So what happened, Ron? Why did the Pats play so bad last night? You tell me. Um, well, I told you I couldn't find a silver lining. <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah. No matter who, who, what I read, what I saw, what I listened to, I just couldn't find a silver lining. So for Chicago offensively, I think they did something uh, during the bye week um, to change up their offense. Um, they let Justin Fields run more, and the Patriots have always struggled with running quarterbacks. Mark tore him a new one, uh, and now you know with them kind of cutting the chains with uh, Justin Fields, just saying, "Hey, go out there and run," having designed runs for him. That was big for Chicago offense. Um, now, for the Pats offense, you know, Mac came in and didn't play well at all uh, to start the game. And um, 
like we talked about, he got pulled pretty quickly. And when uh, Zappi came in and led them to a couple scores, um, they were right back in it. But I didn't ever get the sense, even when the Patriots were playing well, that they were the better team. I, I felt like watching the game, to be honest with you, the uh, that Chicago that game had their first. Um, and until Chicago was, you know, I was kind of wanting to see or waiting to see Chicago do something stupid, like an interception or a fumble or just something stupid that they do. Uh, but that didn't happen. They, you know, continued to, to score all the way again. So they were the better team. I mean, hands down. Uh, you got to give them credit. They were just a bit better team. They got out coached. Um, Pats did. Pats got, got out executed, out hustled, um, out muscled, everything. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Mac Jones and uh, bad start didn't help because. You know, you were already down 10 nothing in the first quarter, and Mac Jones didn't do anything in the first quarter. Then Sabi came in, then he scored twice, and it was, you know, by the time that we left the game, it was 14-17. to 17. So it wasn't a bad, you know, it wasn't a bad score. I think the game was still winnable, but the defense, the pass defense couldn't stop the Bears' defense. There was time where... I think maybe like one or two punts the whole entire game because every time they kept scoring and it wasn't touchdowns, it was field goals, so they could, you know, technically come back. It was they scored two field goals in the third quarter, the Bears did. So they could technically still come back, but by that time you can tell that the offense was just not doing it. Yeah, Patriots offense. The no. Patriots offense was just not doing it. Yeah, they didn't run well. They didn't run a lot. No. Um, and then Bailey Zappi came back down to earth. Um, he just didn't play well either. So, um, you know, it, I, I just think that teams that have running quarterbacks give Belichick uh, issues. Um, now, it's that has nothing to do with the Patriots offense not performing well though so I think that issue with who's playing quarterback um, that's a real issue that's probably going to linger on the rest of the season um, and that's something that they're going to need to worry about defensively I'm not worried about the Patriots defense um, you know they're not going to face a lot of teams with the Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson um, well they do face Buffalo twice yeah, yeah. and uh, you know the Bears were 11 for 18 on third downs. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So that the defense couldn't stop Justin Fields. And then another thing is um, Stevenson was not having a good day at all. I mean, total yards, 70 yards total. Yeah, this was, I mean, to be honest, I don't know if it's, this is a good loss because this it was like every facet of the game they got whooped on. So it was like men in the mirrors, like, look at yourself. You just got your ass whooped by, you know, a 2-14. and 14. Uh, You know what you guys need? What do we need? Bye week. And I don't know how, when you guys have your bye week. But I think it's week nine. Okay. So it's around the corner then. Um, you got to get past this week first. And you got to group. You know, hopefully Mac doesn't play. It's for another week. 
you know, it has two weeks to get more healthy, and then they can get stuff going again offensively. I know Mac didn't play well uh, to start the season either, so you know he needs to to figure out offensively, you know, what it is that they can do to to score some uh, more touchdowns um, and score some more points. But you know, I think you know once you get to the bye week, it gives you a chance to regroup. Um, say the same for the Steelers. Uh, that's what we need for sure. And, you know, we're a couple weeks away from ours as well. Well, this is the thing is that we're playing the Jets next, right? And the Jets are 5-2. Five and, five and two. Formidable, formidable record. But you don't want to go in the division down 0-2. Especially in this one. Because we don't know we can beat Buffalo. We definitely know that Miami's beating us. So this is going to be very important game next week. Very important. It could make or break the season, I think, personally, as far as this team making the playoffs. So right now, I think they can still make the playoffs, but next week's game is pivotal. Pivotal, I can't say that enough. Three and four now, you don't want to go down to three and five. No, you don't want to go down to three and five. Uh, The next game that we saw was a Sunday night game. Pittsburgh at Miami and this game was actually a lot closer than it looked uh, the Pittsburgh went down 10 to 16 ultimately what happened in this game Ron? Um, let's see defensively I think we played really really well had a solid game except for the start of the game um, just didn't get the turnovers we needed to drop four interceptions uh, that could have been pivotal um, for from the field position point uh, standpoint, um, so that was disappointed for sure. But I did like how the players stepped up. Um, it was kind of like a bend but don't break type of defense uh, that we always play. We didn't weren't able to get to Tua uh, at all. Didn't have any sacks. Um, we held uh, held the team in check for the most part. Held them to sixteen points. Uh, offensively, horrible. Um, it was not good horrible performance all the way around the play calling was atrocious um once again um you know Najee looked okay um you know he ran the ball all right uh we gave him a lot of carries he looked as healthy as i've seen him all season uh but kenny didn't have a good game uh through three interceptions i think two the first one uh i thought was a pass interference that the uh officials missed and the nfl actually came out and said it should have been called uh, but the other two were, were bad uh, decisions, bad throws. Um, but that's what you kind of, you know, expect. Uh, had a chance to win at the end uh, of the game. Uh, Kenny, you know, looked like he was getting getting us in position. And um, then he threw that pick. He like eight seconds left at the end. But he could have ran for a first down to keep, the, keep that drive going. So it was just painful to watch, um, you know, but... You know, a loss is a loss. This is how I think it was Jets game kind of went the same way. We kind of blew that game as well. Um, the team, you can't win games in the NFL scoring 10 points. 10 points. 10 points. Um, and right now, I think they're averaging like 14 points a week, uh, which is like the lowest in the NFL. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a matter of time before Matt Canada is fired uh, or before both Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin are fired um, because whatever they're doing hasn't worked for the past two years and it's happening on their Tomlin's watch. Uh, 
it's it's disappointing that he hasn't made a change yet. I can't see Pittsburgh getting rid of Mike Tomlin because, I mean, this is the the first season, the first losing season. At least we expect him that the Steelers are not going to be doing good this season. Fire him wouldn't really help, you know, because I think that you have a good coach and he likes being there. He's not looking somewhere else and he's not, you know. But he says it himself, the standard is the standard. And Steelers' standard is about being 500. It's not about making the playoffs. It's about getting to the Super Bowl. So, you know, he has not helped lived up to our standard uh, of getting us, getting the Steelers to a Super Bowl um, so even if you throw in his successful years, um, you know, it's just not, it hasn't been good enough. Uh, and then to see us, especially on offense, taking a step backwards with all the playmakers we have, I think, I, I don't know what the, I'm not in the room, right? I don't know what conversation looked like with him and Rooney, but I think if he thinks, oh, I'm a good coach and keep coaches around for a long time and I'm safe. I think he's that was would be a stupid mindset because um, they 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 have that standard and they will um, you know fire him if if he's not living up to expectation. Well, I'll tell you right now, if they do end up firing him, he'll get picked up so fast. Yeah, he probably will. No, he not probably. He will. Okay, and he will. <laughs> he will. <laughs> yeah, and you know, see how long that lasts. Sometimes you know you go from one situation to another. And you kind of realize, okay, was it about the coaching? Was it about the players? You just don't, you don't, you don't know. Uh, and it's not to say I, I think Tomlin's uh, not a good coach. I think, listen, uh, strategically, he's not the greatest coach. He's not. Um, he owns the, the locker room. Players love him. He owns the media. Um, he speaks well. The public loves him. He speaks. Um, but as far as X's and O's and as far as hiring people, been horrendous in my opinion um especially these last like three years with his uh the coordinators hired and um i think that's going to come back to to bite him if he doesn't change you know i think personally that you know three interceptions by pickett obviously some of it not his fault these are just part of the development right so basically what you're saying that this season this you can throw away this season and then next year kind of like have higher hopes I I don't think so I, I don't think that the Steelers are a playoff team um, And I, but at the same time I don't think you just throw away the season you got to have growth especially with a quarterback you want to see develop and what I think uh, what I'm worried about is that you're not going to see that develop while Canada uh, as a coordinator um, I think he's hindering not just Pickett but our receiving, our, all of our receivers, uh, our offensive line, the running game, um, I think he is just uh, impeding on, on all of their development. Um, so if he continues to be there, then, you know, um, I don't think, regardless of who we hire next year, I think we're starting behind the ball. I'd rather get somebody in there now, whether it's someone on the staff or what, that can just change the the mindset and the culture and give give them uh you know something to look look forward to because uh 
it's not like the Steelers haven't come out and talked openly against the offense system and the play calling. Uh, they are out in public every after every game, you know, talking about uh, how they don't have an identity. Play calling isn't working. Ten points is not working. Yeah. So, and again, I, it comes down to if you're Tomlin, you keep doing what you're doing and stick with Canada because your friend or whatever the case might be, uh, and risk losing the locker room. Uh, because you can't do every week is talk about holding people accountable. Uh, can't keep talking about the standard when there's no consequence, right? So he has done nothing at all to change anything offensively. Um, made some small moves when, you know, with Gunner. Uh, Gunner wasn't performing well. He put him inactive and then he brought him right back. Um, that was about the only change I think I saw. Uh, him make. I think he made a change to offensive linemen who uh, did a switch, but when there's no consequences, especially if issues are happening at the coaching level, players see that, you're scoring 10, 15 points a week, you know, you, you're going to lose a lot. You know, next week will not help the cost, that's for sure. The other team that we're going to talk about is the Bucks versus Carolina, which I don't even know. I don't even know if this is true. So it was final score twenty-one three. I didn't see this game because life got got in the way. But you know, when when you send that text of what's going on with Bucks, and I thought that Brady was having a horrible game. Like I thought, oh maybe throw a lot of interceptions or whatnot. But what? So what's going on with this Bucks team that they just? not hitting on any cylinders i don't know uh at this point i don't know but to basically get shut out for three quarters against carolina um i don't care if the coach got the carolina playing hard you're supposed to be a super bowl team um you won the super bowl a couple years ago you have your basically entire roster outside of gronkowski and dominic and sue got all those guys back um, you're not scoring points. Uh, you're not winning. So, you know, I don't know what's going on. There's just something missing. Um, I, I don't like Tom. Uh, I, well, I never liked Tom's attitude during games. Um, but, you know, no running game this week. Eight for 19 for Fournette. Rashad White, six for 24. Um, and then, you know, you had the Mike Evans drop uh, when there's opportunity to score there i mean but, he had 15 targets and only caught nine of them that's a lot of passes but even i mean when they, he dropped that ball i think that was later on in the game he still went like the whole first half without scoring so something is broke um with the offense it's been like that all season um i don't know i don't know if it's bruce arians not being there if that's been the difference or if it's just Tom's head not being clear uh, or if it's the offensive line not gelling, that's, you know, that's part of it. I, I don't know. Should we start giving Bruce Arians some credit? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because Todd Bowles, I thought Todd Bowles is a good coach and he was going to be able to basically keep the defense sharp and just kind of like not get too involved. 
in the offense and let, and let Lethwich kind of run himself, but it seemed like that's not working. No, it's not. They're averaging 17.7 points, uh, which is tied for, what is it, 26 uh, in the league. So they're not scoring. It was a team that last year, I swore they scored like 30 a game, close to it. Yeah, they were averaging about 30 a game. So can't tell me they're going to have with the same... 90% of the players are back offensively. I know you got a whole new line and stuff, but you can't tell me you're going to have that significant of a drop drop off. Um, and it sucks because you know who who ends up looking bad? Uh, coach, right? Um, Leftwich, bad too. He was someone that probably could have had a coaching job, head coaching job, somewhere else. And now, how is he going to turn this into something positive and say, okay, I deserve to be a head coach when uh, when your team's scoring 17 points a week? Yeah, because teams are going to think twice now about hiring him because... Look at what's happened. Now you can't even score any touchdowns. Barely, barely got a field goal in there. Yeah. Um, is Carl- Carolina is not that good. Are they, no. they turning the corner? No. No. It's, it's, they're training away the best players. That P.J. Walker is starting for them. I mean, wow. This is just terrible. Uh, let's quickly go up the over the ups special because I actually hit on mines even though it was only three points. But I like the Jets over Denver, and they ultimately won. It wasn't a high-scoring game. Uh, I'm not really... I'm not going to shine and say and celebrate the fact that uh, Brees Hall, is that his name, got hurt. But I'm glad that he got hurt. <laughs> uh, you double dip. You went with Pittsburgh, Miami. The Jets are the real deal. Um, listen, they, I knew they probably had the best, arguably the best draft out of any. They did have the best. They had a great uh, group of players that came in. It was whether or not like the coach would be able to get them motivated and uh, play to their potential. Um, and, you know, obviously that has happened. So even with them losing Brees Hall, the most offensive player on their team, um, I still think they're going to be uh, really good and a tough out for any rest of the way. Well, they ended up picking up Robinson from Jacksonville, right? Yep. So it, it might take him a game or two to get catch up, but you don't really need you don't really need to know the offense you're running back. Yeah, just hit the hole. He's, he's and uh, you know he's in Jacksonville. He played a third down back. I you know I think um, I think last last year I think he played uh you know as a starting running back. So. I think he can do both. I, you know, I, we'll see how they use him. He's no Brees Hall, don't get me wrong. He's not as explosive as him, but he's a good, good really good player. Has really good hands, um, but also run between uh, tackles and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think that was a smart move for them. They're obviously like, hey, we have a good team. We're five and two. We have a chance to make the playoffs. And they're all in. Uh, you know, they're not going to let Brees Hall injury stop them for for getting getting the uh, playoffs so I think that they're here to stay yeah I think the Jets are you know behind Buffalo they're 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 the real deal Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's talk about week number eight because the first game on the docket is Thursday night game uh, Baltimore at Tampa Bay it's uh, their 
Tampa Bay's favorite by one and a half. It's a 45, 45 point under and under, over and under. Uh, who do you like in this game, uh, Ron? Yeah, so I, I I don't have any faith anymore in the Bucks offense. Uh, and Baltimore, although they've struggled a little bit, um, I see them winning this game. I have a 28 to 17 score. Um, I think Baltimore will control the game pretty easily. Um, short turnaround for for the Bucks, and when you're struggling, the worst thing you to, to have is a short, quick turnaround. So uh, I see Baltimore coming out and winning 28 to 17. Yeah, I agree with you. When you don't when you don't have a victory Monday uh, video to watch, it's it's just you losing, and then you have to turn around and. Basically, you're not going to wear, be wearing pads all week because you have a Thursday night game. Right. So, I excuse me, I also gave Baltimore the win 21-13. to 13. I just don't think the Bucks have it. I think that after this game, it's going to be like a mini-bye week. They'll have 10 games to get ready, 10 days to get ready. And then, who knows, they might figure it out after that because <laughs> they did that. Uh, during the Super Bowl season, after the bye week, for the reason they went on a streak. Yeah. So uh, I I do think that they'll figure it out, but not for this game. Uh, the next game is New England at New York Jets. It's a pick'em game, probably because of the injury. Forty-one over and under. Ron, what'd you give? Um, I got the Jets winning this one, twenty-two to seventeen. Um. Like we just talked about, I think the Jets are here to stay. I think they're a good team. Uh, and right now, I don't know who the starting quarterback is. Uh, and I don't know if Bill knows, to be honest with you. And I think, like I said, there's something else going on um, offensively with that team, uh, with, with the organization um, for the Patriots. So I'm a little bit worried for them. I think this is a tough matchup. Um, I think the Jets are just playing well, and they're going to be motivated to come out uh, I think this is a pivotal, pivotal game. I know it's they call it a short week, even though you just get an extra day of a rest. But I mean, I picked New England to win because they have to basically split the next three, the next two games against the Jets. I think either they win this one or lose at home or vice versa whatever the case might be because what i say i say this the next six games the worst case scenario they have to win four they already won two so i'm i'm picking them to win the indianapolis game and they have to split one of these games one of these jets games um i think that they're gonna come out on fire again as we don't know who the Sonic QB is going to be. It's going to be like this the rest of the season. You just don't know. He's going to keep it close to the best. Whoever practices the best, whoever seems the best. I don't think this is Mac Jones' job yet. It could be sappy, but I think that it's going to be a 28 to 21. I don't know if I trust Zach Wilson all the way like some people do, but I do like the Jets defense. I think the defense is pretty solid. So yeah. this is going to be a tough game. They might, you know, they might lose it. They might win it. I mean, it is a pick them. I think that they, they're going to win this game. I think they're 
um, better coached. Uh, the next game, Pittsburgh at Philly. Ron, what'd you give them? Ten and a half underdogs. Um, and from Mike Thomas' press conference today, he basically said there's no changes. Uh, so no Calvin Austin, our rookie that we drafted in the fourth round. Uh, doesn't look like he is going to be activated tomorrow uh, or suit up for this week. Um, no changes to the coordinator. Uh, I, I expect a blowout. Um, I think Philly is going to put a beat down on Pittsburgh. So I have a uh, 30 to 14 score. Yeah, this is going to be a miserable game to watch because I think that's going to be over by halftime. I do give. Uh, the Steelers 17 points. I think they're gonna get closer to 20 points. Uh, it's 28 to 17, but Philly might score more points than that. I don't know. It's a 43 and a half over and under. Philly. I mean, no one has been able to beat them. We just talked about it in our group chat. They pretty much seem unbeatable. That first game against Detroit, I think that was a fluke game. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Getting their bearings. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think that this team bearing bearing an injury. I think that you know we're looking at the NFC East with like possible possibly three playoff teams. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, I picked Philly to come out of the NFC. Um, you know they've looked like the best team. Uh, I'm not gonna sleep on some of the other teams. I'm not gonna sleep on the Giants. Um, I'm not going to sleep on Dallas just yet either. So, well, I'm not. I'm not going to sleep on Giants because they have an easy schedule. But I'm not going to say that they're dominant like Philly. No, no, they're not dominating like Philly. And I want to see what the Cowboys do now that Dak is back. I think they won. They won this this week, but I don't think they they had like a a very intimidating opponent, right? Who do they beat this week? Uh who do they play? Let's. Yeah, they played the Lions. Yeah. So it's not like they had somebody that was going to challenge them. So let me see Let me see what happens, you know, in the next couple of games with Dallas before I say they can beat the Giants. Right. Because they, what are you looking at? I mean, it's only week number eight, but if no one beats Philadelphia, are we talking about undefeated for them? Can they... Can they actually, you know, do what the Miami Dolphins did in 72? Well, I got to look at the rest of the schedule. It's, it's still tough to go undefeated. Um, you know, so they got the Steelers this week, Texans, Commanders, Colts, <laughs> Packers. I'm telling you. And then they got like the Titans, the Giants, Bears. Cowboys. Yeah, let's got a pretty favorable schedule, but it's still tough to go undefeated. Um, so I think at some point they'll have a loss. Um, but you know, it's, it's good to have a loss. It gets you uh, motivated. Yeah, yeah. So I think that um, you know, week eight when we look at the at the final score, this is probably the most important game, at least for. Not so much the Bucks and the Steelers, but definitely for the New England. They need to look look at themselves in the mirrors and be like, what just happened? Because, you know, 
three and four is very different than four and three. It's very different. So let's see what they can do. Ron, is there anything else that you want to add? Oh, we haven't talked about our upset. Oh, that's true. So who do you have a opposite special? So we have the same, right? Arizona, Minnesota. I think those that was. I think we both looked at that we felt the most comfortable with. So uh, Minnesota right now is favored by three and a half. Um, I think Arizona. No, I think now that Hopkins is there, uh, they're going to start to play play well. Um, so I have them winning twenty four to twenty one. Yeah, I have them also scoring 24 points. But I have Minnesota going down to 13. But I think that they probably score more than 13. I just don't know. I just don't know if Arizona can stop them. I actually, I might change my mind and say that they're going over the 49 points. Because I think that this game could turn into a shootout. You know, it can turn into somebody down by two scores and then coming back. It's, it's going to be a crazy game. You know, again, bearing Kyle Murray is going to do his thing. Jefferson is going to do his thing. I mean, I heard talks about MVP for Jefferson. Is he up there? Um, I don't know. I I don't know if he would be the MVP. The best receiver in the NFL, maybe. Um, but if any receiver was to get the MVP, shocked if it's not Terry Kill. Um who's about to break Calvin records, right? So, um, I don't know. I, if, if there's an MVP at this point, and when are we going to talk about people? Eight or nine? Next week. Next week. Next so, week. Next but, week we'll do like, uh, we do a review of our predictions for the Super Bowl MVP. If we're changing them, if you're going to stick them, if you're going to, you know, Cause right now, so right now, Tariq Hill, Stefan Diggs, and Justin Jefferson are the top three receivers right now. Mm-hmm. And out of those three, the one I trust the most is Josh Allen. Because do you trust you trust Tua? Do you trust Cousins? Well, I trust uh, Miami's coach to call call up the right play uh, to get Tyreek the ball. Tyreek still had a decent game uh, against us. He just didn't have his 140 whatever average that he normally has. Um, so, you know, I think you know, I think what they're doing offensively is real. Um, you know, I think Miami just has a lot of speedy weapons, and that benefits Tyreek Hill. Um, so, I think he's going to keep it up and and. Um, you know, uh, be up there for the for the MVP, but um, I still, you know, we'll see. There's still a lot of season left. I think you got to put um, Billy's quarterback has to be in the conversation, right? If he, that team, I don't see anyone talking. About Thank you. Well, I'm looking at the statistics right now, and I can't believe that. Lamar Jackson in the top five for rushing. That's crazy for a quarterback to be in the top five. We almost in the midseason, and he's up there with Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. Yep. So yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. I think you know, 
if Lamar Jackson keeps doing what he's doing and they get in the playoffs, throw him to in the MVP. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what you got this week? What do you want to tell the listeners and the viewers? Uh, thanks again for all your support. Any Steelers fan out there listening, uh, let's look at the the bright side. Uh, our quarterback having a chance to develop, uh, uh, maybe not develop on the, the right circumstances, the right coaching, but um, he's getting his feet wet for sure. Uh, he's going to make some rookie mistakes. And, um, you know, if I'm just looking at the bright side of things, I think at the end of the season, there's going to be some changes. Um, because, you know, what we've been doing the last couple of years hasn't worked. And uh, I'm excited for those. Yeah, well, you're not, you're not talking about 2023. So you're like way in the future. Oh, yeah. I'm, the season's over. I'm, I'm talking about next week that I want to see some good football play, especially on Thursday. I want to see some good football played by the Pats. And I would say Pitts, good football play from the Pittsburgh. But this game is Goliath against David, right? It's just... It's a biblical, it's like the PA fight, Pennsylvania fight, but not really a fight. It's been one-sided, too. I think Philly has beat us like nine times in a row or something. Really? <laughs> yeah. Even with Big Ben? Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now the Eagles are, you know, the Eagle fan, the mania, it's just, it's just out of this world. Yeah. I know that when they beat us in that Super Bowl. I mean, they damn near burned down the city, those fans. I was just like, whoa. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to say peace. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening and supporting us. You can find us at The Sim Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us at shutympodcast at gmail.com.